Man, it's time we step it up. Excellent friends, it's great to be here again and for us to continue on our sermon series on the Holy Spirit. And um, is this just been it's been it's been a good good teachings. We've heard of misconceptions of the Holy Spirit. Um, we've heard about gifts of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we've, it's just been excellent. So if you're taking notes, or even if you're not, it doesn't matter. The title of this message is called Holy Spirit, Our Advocate. Ooh, yes. Our Advocate. Say this with me. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Our, advocate. our Advocate. And so we were kind of, uh, when we opened up the sermon series, I said this statement. I'm going to say it again just to, again, to reiterate this. I said, we're living in an Acts 19.2 generation. Acts chapter 19, verse 2. If you know anything about what's happening here, Paul is actually, he's preaching the gospel. He's in Ephesus. There was a, a group of believers, and they're preaching the gospel to them. And there's about 12 of them, and they asked, have you received the Holy Spirit? This is what it says. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, no, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. And we're living in a time and a day and age where people are, you know, they're baptized in the name of Jesus. They're being discipled. They know the Bible. But, there's, but the, the Holy Spirit, there was like no understanding of the third part of the Trinity. And that's why we wanted to do a sermon series just reiterating the emphasis on the Holy Spirit. The church and individuals believe we're in a time where people believe the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible instead of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying this in any way to diminish the authoritative, the authority of the Word of God because the Bible is the infallible authoritative rule of faith and conduct. That is the Word of God. But what's happened is, is there's an emphasis on Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And we're leaving out the third part of the Trinity. Now, it's interesting to me that Jesus, you know, he didn't call the Gospels, the New Testament, or biblical doctrine as the one that's going to be sent after him. He said the one that's going to be sent after him, you know, is the Holy Spirit, right? And he also says this. He says, it's better for me to go so that he can come. It's better. Huh, better than Jesus? And when he's talking about the better one, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And that's why we are continue, continuing to teach and preach on this because, friends, it's, uh, the Holy Spirit is such a vital role in our lives. That's why there's so much confusion and misconception and fear and even contempt because the importance of his role in our lives. You guys still with me? We have seen what the works of people look like with the Word of God without the Holy Spirit, right? That's why Jesus talks about this beautiful picture of spirit and truth. And what do people do with truth without spirit? Usually they use it and they beat the heads of people with the truth, right? I mean, without the spirit. And, and then what happens if you see people, you know, with the spirit without the word? I'm going to go ahead and say this. You can't have that. You can't have that. In no way will you ever see the spirit in function that's not pointing to the truth. Because the Bible says that the spirit will lead us to all truth. So if you got somebody functioning in a spirit that's not actually edifying the word, friends, what spirit is that? Come on, somebody. That's why we need spirit and truth. Come on. 
Look at your neighbor say, spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. John chapter 16, verse 13, he says this. He says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all truth. He will not be speaking on his own. He will be speaking only what he hears and he will tell you what is to come. I mean, this is powerful, powerful. Not only is he going to guide you to truth, not only is he going to speak what the father is saying, he's also going to tell you what's about to happen. Come on, somebody. That's why we have prophecy and words of knowledge and words of wisdom, because the Lord knows what's going to happen. You guys still with me? I only got one point today, and it's the title of this message. He is our advocate. This isn't a three-point message like normal. It's one point, the only point. He is our advocate. John chapter 14, verse 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another... Say Every time you see this word, just say it with me. He will give you another advocate. Yeah, just say it right with me. We're going to say it together. And help you... And will be with you forever. John chapter 15 verse 26 says this. And when the advocate comes. Whom I will send to you from the father. The spirit of truth. Who goes out from the father. He will testify about me. Jesus saying the Holy Spirit's going to testify about him. John chapter 14 verse 26. But the advocate. The Holy Spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you. All things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And then John 16 verse 7. But very truly I say to you. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away. The advocate. Hold on let's try it again. Unless I go away. The advocate will not come to you. But if I go I will send him unto you. So we hear this word advocate used over and over and over and over and over again. Well, what does advocate mean? Really easy. We'll just go on to BibleDictionary.com and see what it means right here. Boom, throw it on the screens. An advocate is a person who supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. But this is what I want to reiterate here. It's a person who pleads uh, on someone else's behalf. And then he says, you know, a, a, a pleader or a lawyer. Someone who pleads on someone else's behalf. Ooh. This is going to be a quick message because I'm like halfway through my slides. <laughs> preach hard but not strong. What does it say? Preach, preach strong but not long? Is that what they say? There's two things. Friends, the Holy Spirit pleads to us on behalf of the Father in Jesus. Okay. So he is right. He says he's going to lead us to truth. So, so he advocates for the Father in our life. Say this with me. Say, the Holy Spirit advocates for the Father. So that's what he does. The Holy Spirit pleads. He, he pleads to us on behalf of the Father. And now, and I said the Father and Jesus because Jesus said the, the Father and I are one. Okay. You know, he speaks to us through conviction. Anybody here ever been convicted before? Does that feel good? Nope. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you have conviction. It's like that piercing in your chest. You're like, oh. It's one of those good pains, though. Did you know that? 
Think about this. What would your life be without conviction? You'd be running rampant, right? Running around this property naked or something. I mean, who knows what you'd be doing? I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, when you ask people what would their life be without Jesus, they're like, you know, I'd be dead. I'd be on the streets. I'd be cracked out. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it could, who knows? Who knows where you would be? <laughs> right. I mean, come on, somebody. <laughs> so conviction, right? He pleads to us through conviction. He speaks to us in our hearts, feelings, thoughts. Okay. He, we are so loved friends. We are so loved. Look at your neighbor say, you are so loved. Look at the person next to you say, you are so loved. Think of this. The father loves you so much that he sent the advocate so that we, he can live with us and be with us and, 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 play and be, uh, you know, on behalf of the father, speak to us and be an advocate and say, you know, this is what the Lord says. This is what the, you know, I mean, think about this. I mean, I thank you God for conviction. <laughs> Thank you, God, for red flags. Anybody here ever have a red flag, right? That isn't your own sweet ability to be able to tell what's going to happen. No, it's the Holy Spirit in you saying, er, woo, woo, hold up, slow down. Something is about to go down. Right <laughs> hold your row. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. There ain't about to be any Jesus in it. <laughs> Praise God for that, right? I mean, I mean, how many times would we have been shipwrecked or, or would we have, you know, went off the cliff or went off on the deep end because there wasn't the Holy Spirit that was just kind of like ring-a-ling-a-ling, woo-woo, hello, slow down. Think of, think of relationships you've had with people. How many times have you had a relationship with somebody and there was just red flags and you're like, mm, there's just something about them. And then come to find out, I mean, if you would have continued, who knows where you would have been, right? Praise God. He gives us instruction from the Father to help us. How many of us need help? Yeah. I need help all the time. Man, it's a beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit giving us help. Give, being an advocate for us from the Father. Wow. Look at your neighbor say, wow. Wow. Wow, wow God. Wow, God. The Holy Spirit instructs from the father to help us now this part absolutely blows my mind because when i was getting this word together the lord started place this on me and the holy spirit started speaking and i was like Phew. not only does he advocate for the father to us the holy spirit he pleads to the father on our behalf He's not only an advocate for the Father to us, he's an advocate for us to the Father. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray or as what we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for, say for, intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered the holy spirit living inside of us will help us to pray what we don't know what to pray so that he will actually be an advocate to the father for us the holy spirit is like you don't even know what to pray how to pray what's going on i'm going to help you do that so that here and then i'm going to be your advocate to the father 
That's crazy, right? That's why when Paul is talking about, he's talking about personal uh, edification of tongues, he says, you don't know what you're saying. You don't even, your mind is not even in comprehension. I can't tell you how many times I'm in a place where I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. And I just pray in the spirit. And the Lord speaks, right? Right? The Holy Spirit, right? Pledges to the Father on whatever circumstance that might be or whatever situation that might be. I mean, think of how many times you've just had, you know, a dire need in your life and you don't even know how to ask it right. Have you ever been in a place like that? I mean, when you get information like that's devastating, sometimes words aren't adequate. Sometimes it's just, ah, right? I mean, you hear, you hear stuff of like, you know, children that are, you know, you know, maybe dying from, you know, cancer or whatever, or I mean, everything that's going on in our world. And maybe you don't even know, you don't even know what to say. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us. He's an advocate for you. He's an advocate for me. Say, wow, God. Wow, God. Man, we're moving right along. So why does the Holy Spirit do all of this? Why does the Holy Spirit do all this? Why is he ever advocate? Why does he do all this? Well, this is the thing, friends. You can put the next slide up. Because the main function of the Holy Spirit is to help us to be Holy. The absolute main function, the reason Jesus sent the Holy Spirit is to help us be holy. So that we can live lives that are set apart and ready and dedicated to him. So that when we go before him, it's like, hi, Jesus. I know you've been waiting for me. See, y'all don't know about that, do you? It's like a bride that has prepared herself, right? She's ready, right? Looking good, ready. The main function of the Holy Spirit is to help us be holy. You know, we, we may have all kinds of misconceptions or ideas or think of what, but the absolute main function, the Holy Spirit lives and abides in you is so that you can be holy. Because without holiness, no one will see God. Without holiness, no one will see God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, in the New King James Version, it says, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? We just sang that today. My sister didn't even know I was using that scripture. We're singing about it. You are not your own. I am not my own. We belong to him. We belong to him. The temple of the Holy Spirit. A house for the Lord himself. That's beautiful. Do you not know your body? He lives here. He abides in here. He lives in me. Think of this. We sing this song. Holiness is Christ in me. Holiness isn't your works. It isn't how many times you prayed. It isn't how many times you, you uh, tithed. It's not how many times you preached. It's not how many times you witnessed. Holiness is not how many times you, you were obedient to the Lord. No, holiness is Christ in me. We sing it. Holiness. That's why the Holy Spirit abides and lives in us. To make us holy. He lives here. He abides here. 
and it's not our works. Look at your neighbor say, it's not your works that make you holy. You can't be holier than me. I can't be holier than you. It's not your works. It's Christ in me. It's Christ in you. My wife and I used to sing this song. Oh, man, there's an old Dodd Potter song back in the day, like late 90s. We used to sing back to each other because, you know, we were kind of full of ourselves. Still are a little bit, but, you know, not as much. So, you know, the song is singing. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful song. Don Potter, you know, he's amazing. He's like, you shall be holy as I am. My wife and I would sing that to each other. Like, <laughs> look at him like, you shall be holy. <laughs> Oh, it's so terrible, ain't it? That's just terrible, right? I mean, that's just, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that her and I do. I mean, so like I said, but, but, you know, and, and I say that in jest, but think of this because this is real. How many people think they're holier or better than another person because of what they're doing? Right. Seriously. Right. Seriously. Think of this. I mean, I think, so, I think some of the most, uh, re religious um, things that we place on people that isn't of Jesus is when you think you're better than someone. Or when you think this is the thing that drives me nuts. Oh my gosh, I, it's a pet peeve of mine. We're called to make disciples of Jesus Christ, not disciples of Josh Hester. Seriously, like people, there's a thing where people are trying to reproduce themselves. Like, yeah, it says imitate me as I imitate Christ, but we're called to reproduce people like Christ, not like Josh. And there's too many people that are trying to make duplicates of themselves and others. That's not your job. <laughs> Come on, high five. One of me's enough, one of joy's enough. I mean, there's a, that's one and done. Jokes all around. But think of this. I mean, I mean when, have you ever uh, seen uh, a church where like everybody acts the same and they all, you know, do all this the same because what they're doing is they're, they're conforming people into their own image. They wouldn't say that, you know, well, we do this and we do that and we don't do this and we don't do that. Isn't that the Holy Spirit's job? <laughs> I can get on a soapbox boy. Because, because, you know, because I think there's so many people, there's too many people that are, that are falling into traditions of man and opinions of man and they're not truly even you know living the the life God has called them to live I mean think of this when you're boggled down by religion how can you actually truly walk in freedom right I mean my I mean my wife you know she did a, an excellent um I don't know what you call it you know little uh page blog thingy blog it's called a blog blog blah blog blog you know, on, on just some of the things that, that she experienced early on in her Christian walk. And how many of those things were traditions of man? You know what I mean? Like, like people putting stuff on others that they never really had. It was never their place to do. I mean, think about this. I mean, I'm just, just for just one moment. You know, if you, and this is, you know, what my wife and I have tried to do, you know, in 20 years of, of, of ministry is, is when you fall so in love with Jesus, I don't need to tell you how to live. <laughs> He does a pretty good job of telling you himself. You know, like, I don't have to tell you, do this, don't do that. Don't, I, mean, I mean, you have the word of God for all of that. But we don't, I mean, if you, you fall in love with Jesus and, and, then, and then everything starts becoming more clear. 
I mean, we used to do that with young people. Man, fall in love with Jesus and, you know, and, and the, the whole thing of you, you know, that need for somebody else in your life, you know, that can be met through Christ. You know, and find out who you are in Christ. And then maybe the Lord will bring that person. The problem is, is we have too many people that are trying to find their identity in others and not finding who they are in Christ. Lisa Brevere says, you will, fi- you will find your identity not in the presence of man, but in the presence of God. She's amazing. She knows how to preach too, boy. So let's continue. Here we got our last scripture here. I mean, man, I preach so fast. It's crazy. John chapter 14, verse 26. I kind of wanted to end on this verse here. Because I just love how the Amplified just adds all these extra words to describe the Holy Spirit. Verse 26, it says, but the helper... Comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. And then he, I just amplified, just sometimes does it, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and will help you remember everything that I've told you. So you have the helper, the Holy Spirit. The helper, the comforter. How many times was there, was there an anguish in your soul that a person couldn't answer? He is the comforter. The advocate, that's what we're talking about today, right? What's an advocate? An advocate is somebody who, you know, stands on behalf of someone else. It's someone who advocates for someone. Not only the advocate, but the intercessor. We talked about that, how the Holy Spirit will actually pray for us when we're weak. When we're in time of need, you may not even know what to say. That he will actually intercede for you. The counselor. Man, how many times have you needed good counsel? All the time, right? Absolutely. Amen. Say, look at your neighbor say all the time. You don't need bad counsel, right? You need good counsel. Who's going to be the best counselor in the world? They ain't going to charge you, you know, $100 a session. The Holy Spirit. Not that we shouldn't get wise counsel. The scripture clearly, you know, instructs us, get wise counsel from others. But, have, but did you get your counsel from the Lord first? Strengthener. Man, how many times have you needed to be strengthened? I love this. The scripture talks about that we, you know, he uh, talks about when we meet together, he says, uh, many of you have stopped meeting together because there's something about when we meet together that we encourage one another, we strengthen one another, we pray for one another, we build one another up. And that's all through the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The strengthener. And then the standby. Friends, you don't have to be by yourself. If you feel lonely, man, that is not the Lord. He's with you. He's standing by you. He's for you. He's with you. Isn't that amazing? I just love that. These are, these are, and these are just, you know, just, and the, the Holy Spirit is so much more. These are just, just a, a small a number of adjectives of, of who he is to us. And this is the thing, friends. He will counsel us. The Holy Spirit will counsel us because we said, man, we need a counselor. He will counsel us on the written word of God. Thank you for that. Thank you that he will counsel us on the written word of God because sometimes I think we may have wrong um, interpretations. And so it's so amazing that the Holy Spirit will actually give us, help us to have the correct interpretation what the Lord meant when he said it. Right? 
I mean, how many times have you said something and it was taken out of context? Anybody here? Yeah, a lot, right? Hello, right? It was taken out of context. You said it, but somebody took it some, some other way. How many times, you know, do people take the scriptures and the word of God out of context? I mean, think of this. Anybody that is using the word of God and they're not living for the Lord is using it out of context. There are people that do. There are people that study the word of God so they know what to say to Christians to, to, to thwart them. That's it, right? That's not the Holy Spirit. Praise God that, that he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us and give us instructions on the written word of God, which gives us instructions on how to live. And then secondly, he's going to counsel us and give us, you know, you have the written word of God, which is called the logos, and you have the rhema word of God, which is instructions on what to do. I mean, I mean, you can't, you know, if you're in a, a valley of decision for your life, obviously you're not going to open up the, the word of God and it's going to say, you know, Margaret, go buy this new car. You know what I mean? It's not going to tell you that, right? <laughs> Margaret, make this personal investment in your, uh, you know, your son or whatever, or whatever. I don't know, you know, <laughs> give money to pastor Josh. You know what I mean? It doesn't say stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I told you that. Praise God. Say it again, Lord. <laughs> you have the logos, which is the written word of God, and you have rhema. What rhema, what rhema actually words, that word just means an utterance. And so it's where the Holy Spirit will actually give you an utterance to help, you know, give some direction in life, right? Give you some instructions, right? For example, you ready? So, so when my wife and I, when we first got married, and, uh, and you know, we didn't know where to go in ministry. I mean, literally, we got back from our honeymoon. We didn't even have time to even discuss it. Pastor Keith came to us and asked if we would be willing to oversee the children's ministry. I mean, my wife, like immediately, she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I need to pray about this. Okay. Let me just go ahead and let you know. Anytime somebody tells you I need to pray about that, that is a spiritual way of saying no. If somebody tells you, let me pray on that, 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 that is just a spiritual way of that person's like, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, you know, at the time I was teaching at the juvenile uh, jail cells and we were ministering to like, you know, youth and young people, you know, where I was uh, ministering to young adults. And so like, I had a heart for young adults and I was a young adult. So, so kids was, you know, and I used to serve on the Friday night kids when they had kids. I mean, they'd be busting in kids all over uh, the city and stuff. And I would, you know, not help and do all that other stuff. But I, but I never saw myself like overseeing that ministry. And so, I, you know, my wife was all for it. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, I don't like see us doing that. And I remember, you know, so obviously, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to pray about it without doing it. So I started praying about it. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, feed my lambs. That was a rhema word. That was him speaking and telling, I mean, obviously he told Peter to do the same, you know, in the scripture, but that's what he said. And when I got that word, I knew what I was supposed to do. And then my wife and I served in kids ministry for like six years and I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell all you old fogey adults right now, kids ministry is sometimes better than adult ministry because there's purity, innocence, they're fun. You know what I mean? Like, like they, like they have this innocence and faith that we, when we get older, we all of a sudden now we're, you know, reserved and we, you know, and all this other stuff that happens to us adults and, and seeing these young people worship and love God was, was a beautiful thing to see. And so we loved it. You know, I had a hard time moving on from that. And I remember being in that ministry, you know, and telling the Lord, 
I'll be here as long as you want. You know, if you have me here for 20 years, I'll do it. Now, that's the thing. And I just want to throw that instruction in, uh, in as well. Because sometimes what people do is they're doing ministry looking for it to be a stepping school for something else. And anytime I was ever in ministry, and uh, my wife included, we've never been in that place where we're doing this because this is a, a platform to go to something else. We've always given our full heart and full attention and full affection to what we're doing. And if you're in a place uh, like that, I just want to inst instruct you to do the same. Give it your whole heart and don't be looking for what the next thing is. Oh, man. I don't know where that came from, but that's, that's the Holy Spirit. There's that rhema for you, how that. So he gives us, he counsels us on the written word of God, gives us instructions on how to live. He counsels us on the rhema word of God, which has given us instructions on what to do. How many times have you been in a place in your life, you're like, I don't know what to do. Right? I mean, you can try to come up with your own idea and try to do this. But I'll tell you what, I mean, isn't it better to know what the will of God is for your life? He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So it's our job. He's already got plans for us is to find out what those plans are. Come on, someone. Are you getting this? <laughs> He's got plans. And he doesn't always just lay them out. We like, that's how we want it. Just, Lord, just lay out, etch a sketch it for me. Just whatever it is. You know, pull out blueprints, text message it to me. Give me an email, whatever it is. Tell me what it is. And the Lord's like, nope, I'm just going to show you one step in front of you. You got to take that and step in faith. I know it sucks, but it's the way the Lord works. That's why it's called a walk of faith. We're called to walk by faith and not by, not by sight. You guys are so smart. Friends, are you in need of an advocate today? The Holy Spirit wants to be that for you. Are you in need of the Lord? You know, you being advocated for to the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to do that for us today. Would you bow your heads with me today? We're going to pray. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so wonderful. You're so amazing. Thank you that you are our advocate. You're our standby. You're our comforter. You're our counselor. You're our intercessor. We want to give you full reign to live and abide in our hearts, Lord. I just challenge you today, if there are reservations in your heart, reservations, where you've reserved certain areas where the Lord can't fully dwell in, I encourage you, break those reservations today. What are you holding on to? What are you trying to protect? The Lord is the best defender. Sometimes I think people have problems fully yielding themselves to the Lord because they don't like being vulnerable. Let me tell you this, friends. He's the one who created you. He designed your heart. The scripture says the very hairs on our head are numbered. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are so intricately detailed. You're, you are uh, the... Um, the twinkle in his eye. He loves each and every one of us so very much. If you yield yourself fully to him, I'm telling you that is the absolute best decision you can ever do. He's not going to break your heart. He never has and he never will. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've done for us, God. 
and how faithful you've been. And Lord, I thank you, God. I, I pray that you would break every reservation in our hearts. Father, that we've placed or maybe the enemy's lied to us where we maybe, maybe we are viewing you in a, in a wrong perspective. Holy Spirit, we ask right now, <laughs> reveal your truth. You will lead us to all truth and reveal the truth of what the right perspective is. Jesus. And if you're tuning in online, just take a moment and, and just let the Lord minister to you. Father, we thank you, Father. You are so good. And if you need it, just take a moment and say, Lord, I need an advocate. <laughs> I need a standby. And I just want to reiterate this again. Because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Pastor Joy talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you're in this place, and that's something that you haven't, maybe you're like the Ephesians in Acts 19. They were baptized in water. They knew about Jesus, but they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's something that you would like. Would you slip your hand up? Okay. Thank you, God. Well, Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit even now. Fresh and anew, God. Thank you that your word says in the book of Acts that times of refreshing will come upon us because when Peter was preaching and, and, and repentance and all of that, he said times of refreshing will come upon us because there are going to be times when we are weak. There are times when we're going to get uh, distracted. There's going to be times when we're going to get discouraged. And if you're in this place today and you're in any of those, I just pray that refreshing would come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen marriages, strengthen faith, strengthen resolve. God, strengthen hearts. God, strengthen parents. God, strengthen children. God, strengthen relationships. God, I pray even now, God, that you would rebuild broken relationships right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. God, remove offense from our hearts. Give us a non-offended heart, God. Help us not to be offended. Help us not to be offended at you when you correct uh, and reprove us. And help us not to be corrected at our brother or sister if they do the same, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. And may he give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful, incredible rest of your Sunday. God bless.